Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me by phone again, but still, as always, for this year, Gator. And uh, we're coming to you from the Ice Tent of Love in the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios in the Ice Tent of Love. And um, I'm on the back deck enjoying the beautiful weather we're having here in southern Illinois. I would be outside, but it is breezy. And yeah, I feel like I'm in a wind tunnel. Yeah, so I uh, I opted for the non-breezy confines of the tent. Um, I do want to point out something very stupid that I did, Jeff. Which one? Thanks. Um, <laughs> the uh, the last time I was in this tent was Friday morning when yes. when we recorded Friday's show. You know. Yeah. Here it is now, Monday afternoon. Recording for Tuesday. Come out to the tent, set down my bag of uh, recording equipment and the tripod, and I'm like, boy, it feels awful warm in there. Oh no! It's because I left my space heater on all weekend. Oh, oh god! In the ice tent of love. Oh god! Either that, or I had like a drifter come in and use the tent and like leave before I got into it. Oh my god! Pulaski's there. I mean, that kind of does play into the one must go, but we'll 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 get to that later. So first, um, because we are doing this remotely again, um, we uh, it is going to be a smoker's choice episode, and so uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you say what cigar you are smoking first. I, my friend, decided to take it up a notch. I'm going to be smoking the Fuente Rare Pink today. Look at you. Yeah, I'm going up a notch. I bought this little guy over at Riverman Cigar Company. Shout out to Dan the Man. Okay. And I am uh, very, very excited to smoke this 1960 short story. Well, there you go. So I will be smoking the um, Diamond Crown Julius Caesar from J.C. Newman. I'm smoking the Toro, which is, I'm looking at my notes here. What is this? This is the... 6 by 52 and it features an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, and um, does it get a uh, Dominican binder and Dominican filler? So, okay. Yes, I was looking for the information there. So I'm going to know what I had earlier today. That up. What's that? I, I came out earlier this morning and with my coffee, I enjoyed a nice Alec Bradley Esteli. And you know what you can taste? The Esteli. You could really taste the Esteli. You do like tasting the Esteli. I do indeed. You sick fuck. Um, anyway. <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and cut the cigars? And the official cutting is brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder at Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. Dan the Man Ponder. He carries the Julius Caesar. He carries uh, the Julius Caesar. He did carry that rare pink that Jeff is smoking. Um, but he gets in all kinds of great uh, Fuente cigars, Opus X, and various other really, uh, really great uh, Fuente cigars. Yeah, he's, so, he's your go-to destination for the Fuente. Fuente and and Newman in St. Louis, man, yep. he's he's crushing it with those two brands. Um, yep, absolutely. You know, so like, yeah, if you're looking for some of the great uh, Opus X cigars and whatever else, I mean, like. Give Dan the Man Ponder a try. He's, he's, you know, everybody like, I don't know why, but like, I, I don't know if like people don't realize he gets in that kind of stuff or the overlook or whatever. But man, I mean, 
you're sleeping on you're sleeping on some really great cigars if you're not checking out uh, Dan the Man Ponder at Riverman Cigar Company for some of these uh, exclusive uh, Fuente and Newman cigars. So, um, and right now you can not only enjoy the great cigars, you can enjoy it in the comfort of his lounge because he's got the great lounge in the back where you can sit, smoke, have your cigar, watch the game, just have a good time. Anyway, shoot, it got up into the 60s here in St. Louis yesterday. It's true. You could have sat out under the 1500 square foot patio you and enjoyed the day. Totally could have. And uh, this week is supposed to be a fairly nice week, temperature wise. I think rain wise, we're supposed to get quite a bit. But um, you know what? That's why it's a covered patio right there. Anyway, amen. So that's Riverman Cigar Company of Crestwood, Missouri. He does do mail order if you're not, not in the St. Louis area. Speaking of, of weather, we have some wind evidently there for Jeffrey. Um, <laughs> I told you I'm in a wind time. I get it, you know. Um, and anyway, uh, he does do mail orders, so if you're not in the St. Louis area, you can give him a call and get your cigars shipped to you right away. Riverman Cigar Company, Crestwood, Missouri. And with that, it's time to go ahead and cut the cigar. All right. So, gave this guy a cut. Oh, yeah. And give it a... Let's do the cold draw. Cold draw. Hmm. Do you ever have to moisten your lips before you put the cigar in your mouth? Uh, every I've done that before where I put it in and my lips are dry and they'll stick to the tobacco. Yeah, they'll stick to the wrapper and then it'll tear and it's just, it's a bad time yeah. all the way around. Yeah, you want to, I mean, look, dude, in all things in life, lick it before you <laughs> stick it. Amen. That's the third <laughs> amen of the episode. <laughs> For those of you with your bingo cards. <laughs> Uh, that counts. That counts for comms. That counts for a lot of things. In counts yeah. for a lot of things. I I think it's just one of those general universal laws, you know, mm-hmm. that that's something you should do. So anyway, I mean, be polite. Lick it before you stick. Oh, exactly, exactly. Um, I am getting a little bit of earthy, and a slight bit of I'm going to say milk chocolate, not dark chocolate, milk chocolate. Okay. Off this Julius Caesar, I could be wrong. My palate may be all thrown to hell, um, but uh, I am getting that. I'm getting that kind of a flavor. I, I for once, am going to admit something. Okay, I'm not getting any flavor notes. Really? Now, granted, I had the Alec Bradley Esteli early a couple hours ago, but I've also uh, had tuna fish for lunch, and I may have just shot the palate. But I'm, I'm getting. No notes. I'm getting nothing. So this the is the retro. Oh wait, nothing. wait, 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 wait. You had the Alec Bradley Esteli earlier. This is the cold, or this is the the rare pink. Um, yes, I'm doing the rare pink, and well, I'm getting. I'm not getting any flavor notes. That may be my own fault. It is a Dominican, and so I, you know, for me, I tend to find the Dominicans tend to be very, um, very light. Yeah, and so it's possible that maybe there's just not much. Going on, and it's got it's got the nipple. I'm gonna have to light here, so I'm probably not getting a real. Now good that author. could also be your thing. Is that it's that? So all right, let's go ahead and light these guys up because I, I want my cigar. So anyway, um, so Nick, how's the day find you, buddy? Busy. I'm very busy today. Um, say so you you did some other. It, for those of you who don't know, Nick does help out with some other podcasts. Because of his expertise here, and you were doing that all morning. I uh, yeah, understand. yeah. I've been uh, 
busy podcasting today. And uh, yes. then I went and got myself some Thai for lunch. Ooh. Nick talked Thai very well. And uh, <laughs> yeah, had, had had some Thai for lunch. And then uh, now I'm settling in here. And uh, you and I would have been recording. Well, what time is it? Uh, 3.34? Yes. 324. 324. You and I would have been recording at least 20 minutes ago. Um but uh you didn't believe my, you didn't believe me. I had my me. phone on the charger. Well, and and I told you that I would be home and ready to record within two but between 2:30 and 3. Um Wait, I Okay. I, I got so for those of the folks in the audience that don't know us. Neither one of us run on a like an actual clock. But see, I'm closer at it than you. And so when I said 2.33, I built in my, my fuck around time. And so when, when I said that, I knew what you I was doing. You point that out. And, you should have pointed that and out. And guess what time I pulled in my driveway? 2.30? And what did I send you at 2.30? A text message that said, I just pulled in my driveway. I'll be setting up shortly. Now, granted, you were correct about one thing. I did need a little bit of private time when I got home. Oh my God! You had to poop. I thank you. Anyway, <laughs> um, but I one, predicted that you did. But well, yeah. I mean, I ate Thai for God's sakes. I mean, it's like True. you know, <laughs> it's just one of those things. Did you go with your your standard green beans? I did. I went with the pad green beans, extra chicken, two stars, and uh, I even got the white rice on the side so two that stars I stars is a lot for you. I always do two stars. Yeah, you're you're kind of wimpy when it comes to the uh, spice level. Two stars, perfect. Because if it's somebody in the kitchen that's heavy handed, it's it's a little spicy. If they're a little weaker, there's still enough there that it's got some flavor to it. Yeah, yeah. Three so stars could be anywhere from a one and a half to a two and a half stars. Precisely. The problem okay. is when you order, if you order three star and you get that heavy handed person, now all of a sudden you're looking at like three and a half to four, and it's like holy yeah. shit, that's too much. So yeah, yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. God, Thai food sounds good. Mm-hmm. I love, I love, love, love those flat Japanese rice noodles, the uh, well, Mao. I tried to go to this place the other day. I think I talked about this on the last show or something like that. I tried to go there the other we day. We talked about it. I don't remember if it was on the show. And, like, I got there at 8.15 because I thought they closed at 9.30, but they actually closed at 8.30, and I wasn't going to be that guy that was like, make me food with 15 minutes before you close. Because that's yeah. how you get spit. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that they spit in the food, but like, I, if I were a chef, that would be. I'm glad we didn't mention the name of the restaurant now that you said that. But... They don't spit in the food, but I'm just saying that, like, you know, it's one of those things where if I were a chef, I'd be a little pissed off if somebody showed up 15 minutes before close and was like, "Make me a giant meal," you know. Well, so. was it hamburger you or whatever? Where they the guy sent the hamburger back at the restaurant and. They just, everybody in the kitchen defiles it and they give it back to him. What are you talking about? There's a, there's a movie. We should save this for the, the entertainment segment. But there's a movie where, like, some guy complains about his hamburger and they send it back. And oh, Well, you know what? Okay. While we're, he didn't so, want to eat that burger. So, so we're getting into this. Why don't we go ahead and go ahead and do the Villager uh, entertainment segment right here real quick? Because I actually have a follow-up to that. So, okay. um, you know. The Villager. <laughs> <laughs> you and that damn jingle. Um. Anyway, it's yeah. it, it seems to be working though. 
It seems to be working. That's Pe- true. People are going in the humidor. They're seeing Villiger, and they just are like, Villiger. And it's like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> so, hey, fine. Whatever works, guys. It's roll with a, it, baby. Roll with it. It is what it is. But, no, Villiger Cigars, man. Uh, I was actually just texting earlier today with uh, Ken, Car- uh, Ken Clarich. I just butchered his name. Man. Ken Clarich. Uh, down there at uh, Ash and Ale in uh, Palm Coast, Florida, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, he carries a whole ton of the Villager cigars. And um, he and I were going back and forth about the uh, Villager de Nicaragua that we smoked on the show and how wonderful of a cigar that is and, you know, and everything oh, like that. absolutely. And he asked me if we've tried the Exclusiva 2022. And I said that I do not believe so. And um, so I'm not saying that we're going to get a gift package from Ken, but we might be very well getting a little something-something from Ken at some point. Boy, so I we, would like to try it. So we might have an exclusive of 2022 from Villager to uh, to try here soon. So I'm looking forward to that because they make great cigars. And people, if if you aren't familiar with Villager cigars, find, find them, check them out. They've got a store locator on their website. You can find... Hello. You can find a store that uh, carries them, and uh, you'll be you'll be happy you did. Um, anyway, so you're talking about this movie where they send a, a hamburger back and everything like that. It yeah, reminds that. It reminds me of a clip from a road trip. Do you remember that movie? Oh yeah, where the little squirrely dude orders the That's, French uh, toast. Uh, the, the green guy's in it. Yeah, Tom Green's in it, but Tom that, that, but that he's irrelevant to this. They've got the little squirrely nerdy guy that's on the trip with him, and he orders yeah. the French toast, and they send it out with powdered sugar, and he complains. He tells the guy, like, ah, I, I, I can't have it with, with powdered sugar. And the guy's like, oh, no problem at all. Takes it in the back, licks the oh. sugar off, then puts the, sh- the, the f- pieces of toast in his pants, and then yes. walks out, fills her coffee, and he's, like, with walking back. Pa- yeah, and he's like walking back and forth with the pe- toast in his pants, puts it on the plate and spreads it out. Guy, you know, takes a big old bite, and he's like, it's good. You know, and everything. I just, I just saw that the other day, and I don't know why that just came up, but like for whatever reason, I probably I didn't. sent that to you. Actually, it's possible. I yeah, was gonna I say. So yeah, um, you know, now, now a little bit of uh, uh, Breaking Bad trivia to throw in here. Gar, he's the cop on Breaking Bad that busts Badger on the Better Call Saul bench, and that starts the Better Call Saul arc in Breaking Bad. The nerdy kid. Yes. Is he really? Yep. Same oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. It's it's if you if you haven't I'll send you that scene later. But it's really good. Well you're nerding out about breaking bad right now. Oh yeah. I the I'll tell you what. They have a commercial guys that's coming up for the apparently for the Super Bowl. But they put them out early now and I don't know why. Because they want to capitalize on the uh the viral marketing aspect of the internet. Yeah. Yeah. But I would rather just wait and see it organically on, uh, you know, the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. It's mm-hmm. the day and age we live in. But that being said, they have the absolute best commercial for popcorners with Breaking Bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually said, really impressed. Awesome? No, I am really impressed with it. It actually was really good. Um, cause you know, it's not like they brought in one, one actor. They brought in three for God's sakes. And it's like, yeah. it was really good. I'll give them credit for it. It was, it was, it was entertaining. Um, now, I got a question. Yeah. If, if that was 
I'm guessing that was the actual actors and not CGI. You know, and that's a spooky thing these days because did I yeah. send you the video? You did. Of the girl? Yes. Oh my gosh. Like, guys, I found this video on Instagram and they had a scene from a movie where the actress says the word fuck like two or three times, right? And yeah. so they like put her in the computer, they scanned her face, did all this kind of shit, and they basically like redubbed it to where she said freak, like it, yep. you know, in this freaking tower or whatever the hell it, it was she seamless. was saying. And it was seamless. Her yeah. voice was seamless. The lip movement, you know, showed that she was saying freak and not fuck. I mean, it was like it was perfect. And I'll tell you, we're in this spooky day and age where you can't even trust video anymore. You know, no. like like it used to be. Well, it's it's on tape. You know, I, I saw it. It took place. Well, yep. you can't say that anymore, you know, and, yeah, uh, and I'm I, even scared to send or to share like political clips and things because people are altering what politicians say. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it's a spooky, spooky time. It it really is. I don't like yeah. it. I don't like it one bit. No, it's not. It's not good. And especially for you and I as journalists. No, you're you know, right. We've no. always been able to believe what we saw yep. and report and do stories on that. And now you got to really be careful now. Yeah. And that's the thing. Now it's like, are you opening yourself up to lawsuit? Uh, let's be real. The video side of things, you know, who's going to get just sued into oblivion at some point is going to be one of the TV people. NBC, yeah. ABC, something like that. I mean, let's be real. They've already been dinged pretty hard for their um, creative editing processes. Uh huh. Um, but uh, well, because you and I both know, you can take someone's words out of context, and especially if you remove things. You do it to me together. all the time on here. I don't know what you're talking. You about. You take my shit out of context all the time on this show. What? Oh, all the oh, fucking Nick. Are time. We even, are we even listening to the same podcast? Oh, all the time, Jeff. You were always taking stuff out of context. But I'm not going to lie. I'd really like an example. Oh, there's plenty out there, I'm sure. <laughs> if only I had a millennial to go over all the tape like I really want. Yeah. But, oh, my God. No, there's plenty out there. Oh, oh my God. Is this rare pink a good cigar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about the cigar now. Um, <laughs> anyway, exactly. anyway, well, okay. So to to kind of cap out the Villager segment here, like you know, have you watched anything good lately? Have you seen anything good since the last time we talked about this? Um, I've been doing a lot of uh, lower decks. I was gonna watch the gentleman the other night, but uh, Kristen uh, said she'd already watched that, so I didn't. Oh. You know, we didn't put that on, so I'll have to watch that by myself. Now, I'll tell you, we did watch, and I don't even know the name of it. I should look this up, but I'm not going to because my battery's low. Um, it's a movie with the guy that was in Las Vegas. Uh, Josh Darmel, is that his name? I don't know. Yeah, and, uh, uh, oh, the singer, the Latin singer. Name a Latin singer. Ricky Martin. No, not Ricky Martin. Um... um Female, um, um, Jennifer Julio, Julio Iglesias, Jennifer something. Not God. What's her name? Not J Lo, is it? Yeah, J Lo. It's him and J Lo in this movie, oh, and <laughs> they're they're getting married on an island, and pirates attack. What oh, the God. fuck Here, kind of stupid up. bullshit did you end up getting roped it, into? It was. Okay, it was. A cute I've already movie. seen the gentleman, so you're gonna watch this stupid fucking rom com with me. Okay, that makes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. 
It's Ask like, me what I watch. Just saying. No just, I'm just saying. Jennifer Lopez movie. People get divorced for less than that. <laughs> Is that what broke you up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch the fucking rom-com. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what's the name of this thing? Oh, my God. Oh, Shotgun Wedding. Oh, yes, because that sounds like a wonderful film. You know what? It wasn't horrid. And J-Lo looked pretty good in it. It wasn't horrid. But it's got some really good actors. It's got that lady. Uh, she was the 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 mom on American Pie. Oh, Jennifer Coolidge. Yes, she's in it. She's a it's, fucking she's, nutcase, man. She's a scene stealer. She's a nutcase. <laughs> I love her. She was she in, was um, in the, the White Lotus movies. Yeah. Yeah, she was in the White Lotus. And, I don't uh, think she's going to make the third one. I I'll be honest. The first se- first season of White Lotus, I watched it, and by the end of it, I was like, "Why did I fucking watch that?" Like, and and you'll be the same way after the second. It was five it was, episodes. It was, it was five episodes of rich people bitching about their lives, and then one episode where a bunch of wacky shit happens, and like one dude dies, and it's like, "Oh well, okay, whatever." And we then like spoiled that for everyone. Well, I didn't say which dude. And then the second season, I was like. I have no interest in this whatsoever, and um, it was okay. Yeah, no, I had no interest. It just there were a couple it, of cute hookers in it. Okay, then. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was actually just conversing earlier today about, about wait, 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 about cute hookers, about how I've never like paid money for sex. How like I've never actually you know exchanged. Uh, legal tender for sex yes i and and i can say with my hand to god i haven't either i mean we all pay don't get me wrong we all pay well yeah in one way or another but but not in terms of money i haven't i haven't paid direct there was not a trans transaction of cash for goods kind of thing you know what i mean yeah um money can be exchanged for goods and services i mean we do know one person we do. That's right. I'm not going to name, but we do no. know one person that uh, not just once, but admitted to it twice. Which, and and do what was the context of that conversation? Because I'll be honest, Jeff, I don't remember. And like, kind of came out of nowhere, and you and I, were, okay, our jaws were agape. Like, All right. we were like, what? I thought it kind of came out of nowhere, but I was thinking, yeah. how the fuck does I bought a hooker come out of nowhere twice? Yeah, you know. I had to get my jaw off the floor. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, yeah. the person it was, I would have never in a million years imagined that this person did that. No. 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 There are people that I could look at and be like, that guy, that guy paid a hundred bucks for a blowy. But there are not, but this is not one of those guys. No. No. By the, by the way, have you uh, seen any Muppet movies lately? I have not seen any Muppet movies lately. Um, I did. You'll get that in a second, and then you'll. Oh no! I I got it immediately, Jeff. I was <laughs> just about to say, like, I have not seen any Muppet movies. Um, but I have been tracking out the uh, the new uh, slate of DC Comics movies, and I was disappointed to see that Constantine Two was not listed amongst them. There was a Constantine One. Yeah, it had Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I never saw it. It was actually a pretty decent movie, but I'm um, not a DC guy doesn't doesn't matter. Than, uh, doesn't matter. Suicide Squad's DC, right? Yeah, yeah. I I like the second Suicide Squad better than the first one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
it was entertaining. Well, the guy, so James Gunn, the guy who directed that second uh, Suicide Squad, he's kind of the new Kevin Feige of DC Comics, the like head guy. Okay. So he's in charge of like everything now, and so um, expect more. I think like that. Okay. So, but uh, but yeah, no, no Constantine too. Okay then. If you get Maybe. what I'm saying. Maybe next year. If you get what I'm saying. No, yeah. <laughs> You're not getting what I'm saying, but that's okay. This is yeah, all just but, one I mean, you know, giant you know, inside guy, I get that. This is one giant inside joke that you're just like either ignoring Oh or... no, I got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh lord. All right. Well, uh thanks Villiger. We just had an ex- uh a little bit of fun at somebody's expense on your a dime. giant inside <laughs> joke that we're probably going to get sued for. Yeah, we're not going to get sued for it. I don't I don't know. You never know. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. You ever find it weird about Sesame Street, speaking of the Muppets? What? what, why, what? Didn't the, why didn't the folks on Sesame Street ever rally around and get Oscar out of that trash can? Mm. You know, I, you're just I, letting I, the guy live in a trash can. What did that teach kids about helping the homeless and whatnot? Nothing. Make fun of nothing. them. Criticize yeah. them for their bad attitude. You know? Yeah. I mean, for and no wonder he was grouchy. He lived in a trash can. I always assumed it was some sort of mental illness that he had some sort of mental problem, and that's why he was living on the streets like that. Oh my god! You know, I never thought about that till just now. But that was that was really shitty to have him live in a trash can and and no one ever step in and help. Well, and then you got Cookie Monster going around just stealing everybody's cookies. I he's, know. A, he's a straight up thief. You know. Yeah. But he does love the cookies. He does love the cookies. He's the Hamburglar of the Sesame Street world. I mean, it's true. <laughs> it's true. You know, I'm okay. I got one <laughs> more entertainment. Oh God! All right, this is so random so far. Okay, so I'm watching the other the other day. I had friends on, and I like to watch friends because of Jennifer Aniston's nipples. <laughs> but I had, I mean, that's why I watch it. Okay, that's why everybody watched it in the eighties. So I'm. 80s, 90s, whatever it was. 90s, so but I'm okay. watching the show. And it's the classic episode where, you know, poor Ross is trying to get to some event. It's this big gala thing at the science museum or whatever that he works at. Mm-hmm. And everybody's dicking around, dragging their feet, causing him horrible anxiety. Now, at the time, it was considered like one of the classic episodes because it's when Joey and Chandler are fighting over the chair and Joey ends up like breaking his arm. And they had to write that into the following shows because he was in a, a sling. Oh, I remember hearing about that, yeah. Yes. So, but the shitty part is, like, Jennifer Aniston's taking her sweet time getting dressed, and the guys are fighting over the chair, and they mess up Phoebe's dress, and Monica's freaking out about, you know, wanting to, wanting to date Magnum P.I. again. And poor Ross is running around, like, begging them, please, please come on and do this. And they're just ramping his anxiety through the roof. And then Chandler go, or Joey goes in and puts on all of Chandler's clothes because Chandler hit his underwear. And, it, you know, and it's a classic episode. They even referenced it in their big, like, reunion thing they did where they had him come out wearing all the clothes again. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. They made it out to where Ross had to apologize to everybody, and especially Rachel, to get her to go to this thing. But he didn't do anything wrong. They were being shitheads to him. Like, when you watch some of these, like, 80s and 90s comedies 
They do not stand the test of time. Now, Jeff, all right. Here's where I'm going to put a mirror up to this situation. <laughs> How many times have you and I had to be somewhere at a specific time, and I'm jumping your fucking ass about getting going? But I know that I'm a dick. And you just I, drag I your ass no... and drag your feet, and it's like, i got to take a bath and whatever else that you have clarity. to fucking do. I mean, you are the five friends, and I am Ross, and you're literally telling me (laughs) that I'm the one being wronged in our situation, but yet I'm the one that's made to feel like I'm a dick because I'm jumping your ass about being somewhere. Why are you a dick? Because I have to take a bath. It's not that you have to take a bath. It's that you don't understand the concept of time, and you don't do it in a timely manner. I never understood the concept of time. So again... Why does that make me out to be the bad guy versus you? I will literally be late to my own funeral. That's one of the things when I do my pre-need, which I need to hurry up and do because I'm getting old. Um, But when I do that, I'm going to ask the funeral director to wheel my coffin in like 10 minutes after the service starts. Okay. And then having just wheel it in and just say, Jeff said he'd always be late to his own funeral. All right. Um, little bit of spice on the retro hail not a ton it was very it was actually really smooth um good cigar i really do enjoy the julius caesar it's it's one of the one of the highlights um from uh from jc newman and and i don't smoke it on the regular because it's i mean you know let's be real depending upon where you're purchasing it's between a 15 and 20 dollar toro you know so um it's one of those things that i don't smoke it on the regular but uh, but when I do, but I it's always... nice to have in the rotation. Oh, I always enjoy it. I always enjoy it. Well, I've never had this rare pink before. It's my first. Ex- well, it's not my first experience with some rare pink, but this cigar. Good God. And it is absolutely wonderful. OK. All right, then. Well, there yeah, you go. Flinte took it up a notch on this one. Um, any have have any flavor notes developed? Or are you still getting not, hints no, of tuna it's fish? Nice, it's a nice, smooth cigar. Let me do a retro hail. You're getting hints of tuna fish. Oh God! <laughs> oh. That retro hail knows somebody. Oh my God! Yeah, that's something. So it's a spicy rare Ooh. pink. Yeah, it is a spicy rare pink, <laughs> which I don't know. Those don't often go well together. <laughs> Got to take a salve for that a little cream. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> little balm oh my a little balm on that oh my god all right well why don't why don't why don't we go ahead and uh jump in thanks villager hey thanks villager we appreciate it moving on to the next segment here we all need to live united but one must go brought to you by united cigars makers of la Giana havana abuelo red anchor firecracker and of course united cigars distributors of jose dominguez garofalo Montoza and Terranova and the highly acclaimed Atabay, Byron, and Bandolero. Buy United, Smoke United, Live United, United Cigars. All right, so um, it's time for United Cigars, One Must Go. And Jeff, once again, last time I presented you two options. I presented you, um, you you know, a a really kind of rough summer, but no winter. But this time, or or a regular winter, or a potentially rough winter, but whatever with with summer. And so this time, I'm I'm asking you another uh, two option question. Okay. So you currently have two things in your attic. 
Which would you rather find? So we're going to cut the one you don't want to find there. Okay? Okay. Which would you rather find? Would you rather find 100,000 cockroaches? Or would you rather find a person? Alive or dead? Uh, I'm going to say all of them are alive. Okay. Would you rather find so one person, person or one person, or 100,000 cockroaches? I mean, is it a cute, like, uh, you know, girl from another country? or is It's a it... person. I don't, I, I, I'm not specifying what. It's a person. You know, if it's somebody that needs a green card and I can help. It's a person. <laughs> Dear God, it's a person. And it's not a Joe's apartment situation. The bugs don't sing and dance and help you out with your life. They're just bugs. What the hell are you talking about? The movie, Joe's Apartment. Never saw it. It's literally about a dude who had an army of like cockroaches that lived in his apartment and they helped him out with all kinds of shit. That doesn't seem It was Jerry good at all. It was Jerry O'Connell, I think. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. Have you never he seen Joe's Apartment? This, oh dude, this was a while ago. This is like early mid nineties, I think. Never heard of it. I think it was an MTV movie, actually. Anyway, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, Joe's apartment. You should look for that. But anyway, um, gave me the heebie-jeebies. But that's neither here nor there. So, um, yeah. So, so what are we? What are we going with? Are you keeping the bugs? Or are you keeping the person? I'm probably keeping the person because I can make them do chores. Um, that's not an invitation, Jerry Pulaski. But I'm probably like, keeping the. Person. I was gonna say, dude. Like, I don't know if I would. <laughs> If I went up in my attic and I popped the door, not that I have an attic, but, you know, if I had one, and I popped the little door and I look up and everything, I'm not sure I really want to see either of them, but, like, I'm kind of sure that I would... There's a guy living up there with a shop light and a little hot pad. Pretty sure I would freak out a lot more finding a human being living in my attic than a bunch of bugs. Well, I mean, you can exterminate either one, but bugs are going to take more time. There's more of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Those damn things will live through the nuclear blast. I mean, there's a lot less legality surrounding the cockroaches, too. True. Um, true. Yeah. You just have uh, to have a throwdown you put in their hand. (laughs) It came right at me, bro. (laughs) What are you going to do? You know? (laughs) It was never me. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, you know, come on. Um, I mean, I'm going to go with I'd rather find the bugs. Because, as you said, you can exterminate those. I mean, let's be real. I find the bugs. It's a real quick call to the Orkin man. And, uh, you know, we're putting a tent around my house. But um, Well, and then you're going to have Breaking Bad come in and make meth there. You don't want that. I, not necessarily. But but uh, mm, but, but I will. <laughs> Didn't Wasn't there a deal with uh, It's Always Sunny and a house with a tent over it? Oh God, I'm sure there was, but I, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember so. anyway. Um, but no, I I, uh, I definitely don't want to find a living human being in my in my attic. I think that would be too much. Well, you know, I mean, to each their own. I mean, I get. <sighs> you did put out the thought that it could be a nice, attractive female. Yes, but at the same time, I still feel like that's just creepy and weird, and probably going to get me killed. Yeah, but what a way. Because, dude, let me tell you, women don't get enough credit for being serial killers. Okay, I've oh, talked. No. I have talked about this on 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 plenty of dates uh, that I've gone on, 
And well, um, that's weird. No, well, no, no, no. See, here's the deal. It's always first dates, and it's it's funny. It's whimsical. Also weird. No, here's the thing. For whatever reason, How on many the second dates, are you doing? Just stop. <laughs> anyway, hear me out here. So it always comes up like you know, first date. Oh, you're not a serial killer, are you? And I'm always like, no, I'm not a serial killer. And they're like, well, that's what a serial killer would say. Ha ha ha. But you know, whatever. We're always joking. But um. Why would that come up? That's so bizarre. It it does. I'm just telling you, hey, it does. There must be some really creepy MFers out there in the dating pool. Oh, you have no idea. But anyway, yeah. but um, but here's the thing. I contend there's way more female serial killers than male. They're just better at it than we are. They're more. They're they're more. Nobody suspects them. They're, well, exactly. First of all, they're not suspected. Second of all, they're more meticulous than guys. You know. They they yeah. they handle all the little details. Third, they all watch that fucking murder porn shit on Investigation Discovery and and all the other freaking channels to where they're watching nothing but like you know. I was she, on you know, one of those shows. Exactly. She. Yeah. I mean, these girls they watch that shit like nonstop. It's nothing but true crime. So like you know that they're learning from that. Okay. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I think they know they all have the skill set and they all have like the the meticulous nature to where yeah they're getting away with a hell of a lot more than what you know we are and here's the other thing jeff when women go out on dates they tell their girlfriend their sister their mom somebody who they're out with where they're at sometimes they have the little like find my phone tracker thing with somebody else sent a picture of you they have got everything set and ready to where if they disappear boom i am the number one suspect yeah when i go out on a date do I let you know? Very seldom. Very you're seldom. you're afraid I'll show up. I definitely don't tell you anything about the person. I definitely don't tell you where I'm at because, God forbid, they have a freaking uh, uh, Touch Tunes jukebox. I'm going to be hearing fucking, like, you know, Anchorman and and uh, What's New Pussycat playing the entire time I'm eating The dinner. Muppets the doing fucking, Queen, yeah. Exactly. Muppets doing Bohemian Rhapsody, things like that. So, like, no, I don't tell you shit. And so it's one of those things where, like, yeah, if I disappeared on a date, I mean, it would be at least 24 to 48 hours before anybody missed me. Although you probably, you would miss me closer than 48 hours, I would think. Likely. If I haven't heard from you in like a three or four hour period, I'm usually checking in to make sure, you know, there isn't a creaking beam in your crawl space. Why the fuck do you say that? Everybody thinks that I'm suicidal now because of shit like that. And I'm not suicidal. I am perfectly fine. Okay. I'm not suicidal. Yeah, I mean okay. there might be days that I might be homicidal, but I'm not suicidal. Okay, you're gonna you know? you're gonna have a body count when you go out. What? You're gonna have a body count when you go out. You're taking people with you. I mean, you know, no, probably not. It's, it's my plan. Well, I know that's your plan. <laughs> you know, man. I got no, a terminal list. There is a the list of people. There is a list of. I was just about to say there is a list of people out there. That better hope to God that you never get an illness. And the problem is, they don't realize that they ought to be hoping to God that you no, don't get an illness. No, they need to be praying for my health. But they don't know that. They have no idea. Good. And they're not going to know until the barrel is in their face, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then they're going to be like, why? And then it's, well, Jeff got cancer. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it, got... it, it's the old joke, you know, you get on a plane and, well... You know, I hope it's not my time. And then you think, well, I hope it's not the pilot's time. Well, this got dark. So, all right, guys. 
The One Must Go segment was brought to you by United Cigars. United, we smoke. Oh, my God. How do we retain sponsors? After this episode, that's a really good question. <laughs> that's a really, really good question. The only thing I can say is Villager's check already cleared, so... There you go. They're in for a penny and for a pound. So anyway, <laughs> but uh, um, all right. So yeah. Um, well, before we do uh, three three cigars plus, because we didn't do any last week, so we yes. But yes. before we do that, I think we should do an ad for mymonthlycigars.com. Sounds good. This would normally be the time that I give some information about my monthly cigars, but I've hired that out this week. So take it away. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and 20% off any items in the online store at MyMonthlyCigars.com. That's offer code PULPIT. Thanks. Thanks. See ya. Hey, and don't forget about fucking good copy. While I mention that, I'm going to take a sip right now. See, I don't have any fucking good coffee, but I do have some iced tea from the Thai place that I had for lunch. It was my my last of my daily press, so I'm going to have to get some more. You are going to have to get some more. Um. Anyway, so ah. so you want me to start? Oh well, no. Hang on. Guess what, motherfucker? It's time for three cigars we smoked and enjoyed this week, plus some because we didn't do it last week. So. Darn right. It's been two weeks. Although, in all fairness, I'm coming at this a little ill-prepared. I know that you have some different stuff to bring to the table, Jeff. I, I actually do. I, on the other hand, um, between life and uh, having my son for the weekend and everything else, it's like, I have not smoked a ton lately. And so, like, realistically, I don't have much to mention. So, um, it's been... it's been an interesting year so far for me with cigars it's been it's been a little slower but anyway so good but but go ahead yeah i'm curious okay so i am gonna start off i had uh and i smoked this i think on the last show or the show before okay but i had the la giana havana okay oh good dude what a good cigar it's the angelic and it's just i i had one the other day while i was driving around and just really, really enjoyed that cigar. It's such a great smoke. It's right in my wheelhouse. If you're a a, a lighter Connecticut guy, um, but this cigar has a little oomph to it, but it, you trust me, you want to give it a shot. Um. All right, then. So my first one, um, well, it's within two weeks. So my first one is going to be one that we smoked on the show, and it's the Casa Cuevas Sangre Nueva. Um, oh, okay. I really did dig that cigar a lot, and I need to get my hands. You on like Casa Cuevas? I will, and that one in particular, man, because like that cold draw that tasted just like brisket. I mean, I was yes, all that was incredible. It was all about that, and uh, that was a really tasty cigar. So, for those of you who maybe haven't heard that episode, uh, go back and listen to that one. It was an amazing cigar, and I was really happy to get to smoke it. Okay, so for my next one, and I hope I don't butcher this, it's the Baca. Is that, am I saying that right? Baca Blue. Okay. And it was a very, very good cigar. Um, it uh, Again, I smoked it while I was driving around. I believe it's a Nicaraguan, 
And, you know, here there's I've got a couple of Nicaraguans on the list this week. I'm usually a Honduran guy, but very, very good cigar. I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, my next one is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one that I go to uh, with some regularity, um, but not... Not a ton, but uh, it, it's not. There are other ones in this line that I go to more regularly, but uh, I smoked the uh, Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary Maduro not too long ago. Oh, yeah. You love those. And, I mean, it's it's got that gorgeous blue band on it and everything, and it's just it's such a great cigar. And, I mean, all the, the, the rich chocolatey notes and everything else to it, it's, it's, it's just fantastic. So I smoked one of those recently, and it was a good time. Good time. Good deal. Now, my next installment, this would be my third, mm-hmm. is going to be the Diesel Uncut. Okay. Now, a word of warning to everybody. The the cigar that, you know, have that wrapper that goes over the foot of the cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really got to watch that because that, those can be shirt burners. So make sure you lean forward or burn that off away from your clothing because those little flecks of wrapper will come off and do damage. Yeah, the last thing in the world you want to do is put a hole in a shirt. Oh, exactly. I mean, you and I have both done it. It's we happened. We have. I was going to say. Yes. Um, and but uh, you know, it was it was a very good cigar. I I like the diesels from time to time. Okay. I like to mix those in. Have you tried the Sunday gravy? I have not. We have that at Riverman, and uh, I'm going to have to get that next time I'm it's over a there. Diesel, yeah, Sunday gravy, and. Uh, it's um I haven't tried it yet. Um somebody told me that they like their gravy peppery and that this one was not as peppery as they would like. And so uh, I'll tell you what though, I am I, you know, I am southern at heart and I absolutely love like milk gravy. Yeah. You make it with uh bacon or sausage, you know, drippings. Yep. Um squirrel, I'll tell you another good squirrel <laughs> with with gravy is just incredible. Good god. And I haven't had that in a year. I need to go squirrel hunting just so I can make some fried squirrel with gravy because I'll make it for you and you can try no, it. No, so I'm not going to eat the squirrel. I like squirrels. I'm not going to eat the squirrel. Oh, dude, they're tasty. Dude, Those I don't. Those rats. They make a fine meal. I don't want to eat the squirrel. I like the squirrel. I like, I like to watch them romp around and play. Um, I'm pretty sure you've eaten the squirrel from time to time. What? Anyway, what else have you smoked? What, 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 let, no, 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 let's back up. What What did you just say? I, I don't even remember. Eating squirrel from time to time? <laughs> anyway. Are we making some sort of dirty reference, or are you telling oh, me yeah. that you, like, spiked my food with squirrel? No, 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 it's, no. Oh. I've never heard oh. it called squirrel before. What? Anyway. All right, um, <laughs> so... <laughs> My next cigar, I uh, I had one over at Riverman the other day, and uh, it just it smoked wonderfully. I had a uh, uh, Aladino, Connecticut, and um, you know, oh, dude, you can't go wrong. No, it was one of those ones. It's like I just kind of feel like something a little lighter, and I went with the Connecticut, and you get that nice creamy nutty um, flavor off the Connecticut wrapper with that Corojo uh, binder and filler, so you get that little bit of spice, and it's just you do like the creamy nuts. God. Bless it, Jeff. Like, really? You just can't let it go, can you? <laughs> you know, um, everybody in the audience was waiting for that. I, I know, couldn't, I couldn't I disappoint. But that's the damn flavor note, okay? And you know it as well as I do. <laughs> I'm a child. 
Aladino, Connecticut. All right. It's a great cigar. It is. It is. Yeah, I've broken you. God. And, okay, so here's my bonus stick. You oh, ready? Okay. All right. And I mentioned it earlier. Jeff I had the Alec Bradley. Puts one more in the black... one more in the glory hole. So yeah. <laughs> I had the Alec Bradley black market Esteli, and man, <laughs> you really could taste the Esteli. Okay. It was I'll tell you, I, I went out of my comfort zone this week. I smoked some cigars that as a rule I normally they're they're not my go-tos, but I wanted to branch out. You always make fun of me because I always do the same, like... No, you know what? You did. You branched circle. out. I stayed close to home this week, you know, the last couple of weeks just because it's been, it's been busy. I haven't had a ton of time and whatever else. And, like, and it's one of those things that if I'm going to smoke something different, I want to be able to take the time to actually sit and enjoy it and, and oh, process yeah. it. And yep. uh, I just, I have not had that lately. And so... Um, you know, so I've I've been doing that. I've been smoking my typical stuff. Um, you know, I had, uh, you know, if you want a fourth out of me, I had um, a Romeo y Julieta, the Reserva Real Nicaragua. I had that. Um, Always a good stick. When did I have that? I was driving. I know I had that while driving. I don't even remember where I was driving or where I was driving from. But anyway, the point is I had it. And... Um, uh, just exactly. It was always it's always a wonderful stick. It it smokes wonderfully. It's got good flavor. It hits my palate just right, and you know I can't complain. So, um, just such a good cigar. So I don't know. I uh, I will say I'm looking forward to TPE, and the reason I'm too. the reason I'm looking forward to TPE is because for a lot of reasons, not the least of which is to get the hell out of town for a little while and go have fun in Las Vegas. But you know I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing and trying different things that I, uh, to force myself out of, I, I feel like I'm in a bit of a cigar rut right now. It happens. You know, I do it all the I time, just, man. Yeah. I feel like I'm in a bit of a cigar rut right now. And I think I need, I need to get out of, get out of Dodge and, and, you know, meet some, meet some manufacturers, try some cigars and just kind of try something a little different. Yep. Now I will say I uh, was done. I had the little guy there on the rare pink. And I'm done with it. But what a good cigar that was. Mm. I should have bought more of those. I bought one to try and I've kind of let it rest in the humidor. And I really wish I'd bought more of those now because I'm pretty sure they're probably out. Are you a regular Fuente? You're not a regular Fuente smoker. Okay. The funny thing about Fuente. I've talked about this before. When you're out and about and maybe you're out of cigars or whatever and you stop at like some of these little like uh, oh, liquor stores and things like that that just mm-hmm. have a little cabinet mm-hmm. humidor. Yeah, that's one of the sticks you know you can trust in there because a lot of the stuff is kind of off brand or whatever you know that you'll run into. But they've always got Fuente. Yeah, so you can always find a Fuente cigar pretty much anywhere you go. Okay. Um, but does that mean that you smoke a lot of Fuente, or are you just saying that like you know you kind of stumble across them when you need one? It's it's one of those where. Like, I don't go into the humidor looking for a Fuente. Um, but, you know, we had that, I think we, the Fuente, we did that barber pole that we got from my monthly. That was a Fuente, correct? No, that was a Romeo y Julieta. Oh, that was a Romeo. Yeah. yeah my yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, the, the, the Fuentes, like I said, you know, they're a good cigar. They're not one that I make a beeline for when I go in the humidor. And I don't really know why. Usually when I'm... I was going to say, and the, well, and the reason I bring this up is because I would think you would be just a prime person for Fuente. You know, yeah. Fuente, you know, tends to be, in my opinion, um, 
I'm not saying this for all of them. They obviously have some stronger, more bold cigars and everything. But, like, there's a lot of their cigars that I think smoke relatively light. You know, they're Dominicans, and so they smoke a little on the lighter side. And I would think that would be really up your alley. And uh, I was just kind of – and part of the reason I was asking is, you know – if you did smoke more Fuentes than what I knew, you know, it was kind of one of those things where I was going to say, how does the rare pink kind of compare with, with other, I, I can't say you know, that I Fuentes. smoked them often enough to give a comparison, but it was a very good cigar. I liked it. Okay. Okay. Now you mentioned the Romeo he Julieta that I was confusing there a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another one. That's a staple in a lot of smaller. Oh yeah. That you'd find out about. Dude, it's a and brand again, everybody it's, knows. It's one you can it's one you can trust and you know. For sure. Like I said, you go in and man, some of these cigars, I'm like, what? I don't know. I, you know, I've been <laughs> I've been doing this podcast and been related to or orbiting around this industry for, you know, three plus years now. Yeah. And if like, if there's cigars I don't know, I'm like, man, I I just I don't think so. Exactly. It's like, yeah. who's Don Sancho? You know, it's like, <laughs> exactly. why, why should I smoke his cigar? You know, <laughs> Don, he's never talked to me at yeah, TPE. Don something. It's always Don something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, if I come out with a cigar again, it's going to be Don Nicholas. You know, it's like, whatever. Why not? Well, you know? and I'll tell you, and I don't mean to crap on a brand because it may be somebody that we know that makes it. But, you know, I've, I've bought some cheap sticks before in those humidors and it's usually like the uh the cuban rejects or something along those lines and boy they just yeah i don't know who makes those to be honest I don't so either. hopefully yeah. you didn't shit on anybody too important i hope um, not. Yeah. <laughs> but I, mean, I mean i'll smoke them but it's it's not my go-to let's put yeah it that way. you know i was actually we were i was there was a comment in the parishioners group not too terribly long ago uh where somebody was asking about you know um Afford- oh, budget affordable yeah. budget sticks you know they were basically looking for something good and um you know i threw out the the Tadascon and um uh, oh my god those are, it's a warrior race and those co- people and i threw out a couple others um somebody else they fought for their freedom somebody else threw out the uh, the uh charter oak and i was like yes the charter oak's a great one I you know and and with that one I kind of struggle. It's it's kind of one of those ones that kind of straddles the line of of budget to lower priced cigars because like yeah they kind of the Toros come in about seven bucks a piece and well, you I know hate to say it and and I I love I love Perdomo cigars but I would consider a lot of Perdomo cigars they're not budget cigars but they're affordably priced they do keep them very affordable even the 20th yes. anniversary you can get for a really good price and everything so no you're right i, I smoked a lot 23 on the regular Perdo- i missed the factory tour yeah perdomo but, puts out great cigars yeah. and yes i mean i think probably one of the most expensive ones is around 15 bucks so i mean like mm-hmm. realistically i love the fact that that they put out cigars at such a great price um well, they cut out the federal estate tax. I've heard that somewhere. I heard that I did somewhere. Too. But that? Uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so the the search for budget cigar. And, you know, but here's the thing. I think in this day and age of, of higher inflation, higher prices and everything like that, you know, the, the budget cigars are going to be just so much more important. You have to watch your dollar cost average. You do. And especially me right now. I mean, you know, it's this has been a tough time to be in the newspaper industry and our our newspapers are doing well, but even doing well isn't what they were doing 30 years ago. 
Fuck, even doing well isn't what mine was doing four years ago, Jeff. I mean, 2019 was an amazing year for me, and it's the high water mark for my business. And 2020 came along, and 2020 wasn't bad, but that's because I made a bunch of budget cuts and everything like that. 2021 and 2022 were fucking bad years, and 23, so far, two months into it, ain't exactly setting the world on fire here, you know? So um, it's one of those things where... Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's not been great, but such is life. But Well, um, I, I'm going to put a piece out here for guys. And by the way, I, we can't talk about budget cigars without talking about quorum. And, you know, I, I smoke quorums on the regular. I, I, like I do like cigars. the Havana Cues. Yeah, uh, and the offshoot, yeah, but that's a little a little heavier for me. It's but, a little heavier, a little yeah. bit more bold, and everything like that. That that tends to hit my palate a little bit better. And you know, and and look, I don't want to say anything negative about uh, quorums at J.C. Newman, but what I will say is that with the regular quorums, I tend to have some construction issues every once in a while. With the Havana Cues, I haven't had one yet. It's smoked wonderfully every time I've had I, one. I haven't had a construction issue with a quorum in a long time. That's good. You know, and they, you know, I mean, let's be honest. It's a short filler cigar. But, you know, for me, when I'm driving around, you know, doing my newspaper deliveries or going to cover events, it's it's a nice go-to stick. I mean, I probably smoke more of those than anything else that I smoke simply because when I'm buying them in a bundle, I'm getting them for $2 and a quarter. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, maybe maybe two fifty. And it's it's affordable for me, and that allows me to bust out and smoke some of these pricier cigars because I don't, you know, if I smoke two or three ten fifteen dollar cigars in a day, I kind of I kind of have some guilt over that, you know. And yeah, but if I can break that up and and drop that dollar cost average, you know, I can enjoy more cigars and you know throw in a nice one here and there. I'll give you that. I'll give yeah, you that. But. But I I like the quorums. I have no no issues with those whatsoever. You know, and I had a little bit of um, speaking of prices and inflation and everything like that. Um, you know, look, a lot of cigar companies are raising prices uh, coming into this beginning part of the year. Um, you know, there's price increases going on all over the place. Dude, I went to a grocery store on Friday, and okay. um, Admittedly, it was a smaller, locally owned, you know, it, it was an IGA. It was one of the like littler grocery stores. You know, it yeah. wasn't like a big chain grocery store in the area. So, you know, you kind of expect the prices to be a little higher at like a grocery store like that than at a big one because they can't spread the cost around to like 30 something locations and, and, well, and they keep don't, the prices they don't, low, right? Even though they do have their warehouse that they buy out of, they don't have the same buying power as a Kroger's or a Deerberg's Precisely. Or Snooks exactly. or, or Myers. You know, exactly. Yeah. And so I went to this grocery store and you know me, I love my cereal. You and uh, I was out of cereal. I needed some cereal in my life. So I went to the grocery store and I went to the cereal aisle and by God, one of the cereals that I like, it's one of my, one of my go-tos is it's kind of boring, but I love honey bunches of oats with almonds. I love it. Okay. It's a good cereal. It's very hearty. You get a bowl of that and you're full at the end of it, right? Yeah. Take a wild guess what a family sized box of honey bunches of oats with almonds cost. Wait. Okay. So that's a name brand at a smaller store. And it's the big boy. Um, eight dollars, seven fifty nine. Wow, seven the wheelhouse fifty nine, dude. Wow. That used to be a five dollar and something box. 
dude, everything's gone up. Look at the price of eggs. Dude, the malt. I, was, I need to get like, my chickens back. I've got the coop. I just need to get them back. Fucking. I need to get some chickens. Like Malto meal, the cheap cereal was five bucks for a big bag. It's like, what in the hell is going on? And you're right. Eggs for 18 large jumbo eggs, whatever, was uh, $6.49. Wow. I'm like, that's, what? That's actually pretty pretty good right now. I'm like, what the fuck? I've seen them going for over 10 bucks for 18. It's just not. Yeah, it is crazy. Well, uh, Nick, as we finish up here, because I'm down to 10% on my battery. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> How do folks reach out to us on the socials? We're available on Instagram at the Cigar Pulpit, as well as at Naked Gator, N-E-K-K-I-D Gator. That's my page. We're also on Facebook where we have the Cigar Pulpit Prisoners group where everybody's joining in, sharing what cigars are smoking, having a good time. Trent is trying desperately to uh, make pulpit stock happen. Um, now I just saw that he's he's basically soliciting people to uh, uh, all come together and share an Airbnb together. I, you I'm, know, not, I'm not sharing an Airbnb with Trent. <laughs> no. I mean, dude, the last time he got an Airbnb in St. Louis, it was like a super cheap room, but there was ladies' underwear hanging in the shower or some shit like true, that. So, true. You know, I mean, like, I eh, I kind of I question Trent's Airbnb skills. Um, but uh, whatever, you know. So hey, some life. of the guys might enjoy that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it is our crew. It, it is. So uh, we're also on Twitter where we don't really do much. We're on YouTube where you can watch us. Once again, kind of a boring one. Me sitting in the tent by myself, talking on the phone with you. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll you know, get back together here soon. We will. And then um, uh, we do need your calls for the Ask the Boys segment. I really, dude, we got some really great feedback about that show uh, doing the Ask the Boys as a monthly call in deal. And I think it worked like a charm. I think I it worked. Do. I think it worked really, really well. And so we need to keep that rolling. So guys, as thoughts and things pop into your head. Give the give the hotline a call. Area code 863-874-0000. Just add it to the favorites in your phone. Just add it to the favorites in your phone. And yeah. when something comes to your head, that you're just like, I want to tell that to Nick and Gator. Just tell Siri or tell whatever the Google version of Siri is. I don't know. Google or whatever the hell her name is. Just be Alexa? like, is it Alexa? I thought that was Amazon. Alexis, Alexa, Alexa. Alexa's Amazon. Yeah, I don't know what the Google. I don't have one of those, so that's, I don't know what that is. That's why I came I, up with. Google. I've only, I've only got, uh, I've only got a couple of spy devices in my house. I don't have the Google. That's why I came up with Googler. I think Googler. Googler. It's the Googler. Fe- female version of Google and Googler. Anyway, whatever. The point is, <laughs> just ask Googler, you know, or Siri to just dial the pulpit and like, just call in. Just, just top of mind when things come I, to your mind, just call in and ask. You know, in the head, out the mouth. Exactly. Don't filter it. Don't filter it. Just well. well wait, send it hold on. Way. With some of our people, maybe a little filter is a good idea. I mean, that's what the Adam Protocol. Maybe, maybe a little filter. That's what the Adam Protocol. I'm looking is for. your way, Noah. That's what the Adam Protocol is for. <laughs> <laughs> Noah's been off his game. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little inside baseball here. Um. So going back. Dear God, I don't even remember when this started. You and I were talking about a celebrity on the show one time. Oh, yeah. You said that he would always let you know when celebrities pass. Yeah, because we were talking about a celebrity on the show one time, and we didn't know if they were alive or dead. And Noah, he texted me that that person was, I believe, dead. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is, ever since then, any time a celebrity passes away, 
I get a text message from Noah saying, hey, celebrity's name, exclamation mark. And that's how I know that they died. Um, you, you know, know how I know? How? Barry Stein's too soon comments. Uh, okay, that's valid, too. On Facebook, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so no, I get these text messages. I would like to point out that so far for 2023, I have sent multiple to Noah. He hasn't he hasn't beat me yet. He's off his game. Severely off his game. Severely I, off his by game. By the way, I want to point so out. I'm publicly calling I, him out now. As I'm down to 6% battery and I'm going to lose you soon. <clears throat> I want to point out that I have something new for the parishioners to call in and do. Oh, Jeebus. I think we need to initiate the pulpit uh, uh, confessional. You're just going to rip I, off a bit from All Saints and the Cigar Authority? Why not? I mean, it. Well, we in are all, the pulpit. In all fairness. It, who else are you going to confess to? In all fairness, it actually thematically lends itself better to our show than theirs anyway. But that's it neither does. here nor there. We're, we're just going <laughs> to take it. We're just so gonna, you know, we're just gonna fucking, to hey, hey, Mickey, if you want to support this one too, you know, we'll do the same <laughs> damn bit over here. <laughs> and so if, we've even got our own pastor something. that can come on and be like, my parishioners, you know, blah, blah, exactly. blah. You know, exactly. So I think, I think we need to get a hold. And I know you and Barnaby have, have been on the outs of late, but I think we need to invite him back to handle any of those calls. Oh, dear God. We're just straight up ripping off a bit now. Is that seriously what we want to do? Do we seriously want to do this? Because, like, oh, they, can you imagine Jeff, what our people have to confess? They already accuse us of ripping off the Cigar Authority. Uh, like, well, if they're going to accuse us, we might as well do Mr. it. Mr. Jonathan always accuses us of that. Why in the world hey, do we hey. actually want to do it? Hey, I've heard old boy crinkle cellophane. I don't want to hear it. Well, no, that's true. We may have stolen the cut. And I'll freely admit, in fact, I. I don't know. I haven't listened you to the first one. You don't have a patent on a cigar cut. You have to cut and light your cigar. I'm just saying, you know, we, we I, I freely admit that the cold clipping cutting noise, I, I did gank from them. But, but <laughs> you know, but you and I sitting around telling dick and fart jokes. I mean, they don't have a, they don't have a legality or any sort of like claim on that. But, no. uh, but, but, but yeah. So, but I mean, I kind of feel like if we come in and just steal the confessional, I feel like that people, right there. People feel like they want to purge their soul and talk to us about it. Who who are we to judge? Okay. 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 <laughs> I feel like okay, this, I'm down to five percent. I feel like this could be the line, Jeff. This could be. Oh, at this point, I'm trying to keep you on just so that people know what it's like to be talking is to you this, when your fucking phone dies. Is this dies. where we get the cease and desist? <laughs> this might be the moment. This might be. You know what? Here's what's going to happen. You and I are going to go to TPE, and Dave Garofalo is going to walk up to us, and we're going to think he's like coming up to say hi, shake hands. He's, he's just going to punch. He's me. just going <laughs> to haul out, throat punch you, and kick you square in the nuts, and be like, "That's my fucking bit, Jeff." <laughs> you don't come after my segments, you son of a bitch. <laughs> he's going to fucking send the New Hampshire mafia after you. Dave, for what it's worth, Nick told me to do that. And the whole time, the whole time they're beating the piss out of you. You know what they're doing? They're just going, New Hampshire, like just beating the hell out of you. (laughs) I got a good old fashioned New Hampshire. Uh huh. Oh my God. Yeah. Yep. Yep. This is going to be good. This, this is, this is going to be how it ends. Um, It's a thing now. (laughs) Well, okay then. Um, Can you imagine the things that Teddy needs to get off his chest? Why? Now, wait a minute. Okay. Why did you just single out Teddy? I mean, you know, it's Teddy. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? 
<laughs> I tagged you in a in a post about his meat the other day. I know. And I said, is this the meat you're going to put in your mouth? <laughs> I would love to go try that. Man, that stuff looked good he was making. I know. I know. Yeah. that I'm telling you what, Teddy knows how to barbecue. We Nothing have some. against our, our buddies with, you know, smoking butts and tapping ash, but Teddy, Teddy knows how to make his meat. I thought it was smoking ash and tapping butts. Smoking, tapping butts and smoking <laughs> ash? <laughs> tapping butts. <laughs> We're oh, going to hear God. from Got Tra- the boys on that one. Travis gets so pissed off at me that I fuck that up every time. It's so funny though. It's <laughs> you know what? No, you know what? Speaking of them, I I know this is coming out the next day and everything, but happy birthday to Travis. You know, hey um, Travis. Today's Travis's birthday, and uh, Scott from the Smoking Butts and Tapping Ash Cigar uh, Barbecue Team. They uh, he, Scott put up some very interesting photos of Travis on on Facebook and uh, Dave. The, you know, the only thing I have to say to Dave from that team is. Um, can you moisten up the chicken? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I'm pissing up everybody in one episode. Dear God. Yeah. You just accused Teddy of having a whole lot of shit to confess. You just pissed <laughs> off Dave by calling his chicken dry. You know, it's like, what the hell? You already got freaking, uh, the cigar authority coming after you for coming you know, at co- me hard. copyright infringement and everything like that. We're going to get a fucking cease and desist <laughs> from them. I mean, oh like, my God. Oh yeah, you're just you're in in the space of ten minutes. You're just pissing everybody off. What do you want to say about Nick Gervais? I oh mean, my god, we don't have that kind of time. No, you know what's funny? So real quick, so um, it was funny. So I think it was what Saturday night. He mm-hmm. he called us and he's just like, "What the fuck, guys?" And we're like, "What?" And he goes, "I'm listening to the show in the car, and like you guys are talking about me." And- Oh, there he went. Guys, that right there is what it's like to be on the phone with Gator when he loses his battery. So um, anyway, I'll finish the story and then we'll wrap this up. So uh, Nick Gervais calls and uh, basically says, like, what the fuck, guys? You know, you're ripping on me. I'm sitting in the car with my wife. And his wife is hearing us talking about Nick and going to Vegas and, you know, being all like fancy because he's buying the car service and all this kind of shit. And it was just kind of funny that, you know, we're busting his nuts and he, he listened to it with his wife. And I don't know. It's like, why would you do that? Why why would you listen? You know what we do. Why would you bring your wife into it? Because that's just not going to end well for you. Anyway, um, well, now that it's just me flying solo, uh, I'll give final thoughts. So. The uh, Diamond Crown Julius Caesar, fantastic cigar. Um, the body of it kind of ramps up as you go along. I am entering in the final third of the cigar. Um, the uh, little bit, little itty bitty bit of spice and pepper kind of comes in on uh, uh, on the smoking and on the retro hail of it. Um, it's uh, it's just such a wonderful cigar. And like I said, it's not one that I smoke on the regular price point wise. It's a little high on the scale for me to do like on the regular. But by God, if you're looking for a cigar somewhere between 15 and $20, depending upon where you're purchasing it, uh, that you want, uh, that's going to just smoke wonderfully, taste wonderfully, and just be a wonderful all around experience. I mean, the construction on it's beautiful. The, t- the burn line on it's super straight drawn it's been great smoke production's been great i i can't say enough good things about the diamond crown julius caesar so if you're looking for a great cigar i highly recommend it and uh jeff did seem to enjoy his uh fuente rare pink so we got that going for us too anyway um we did the socials we did everything else so guys um 
I guess this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick, and that was Gator. And like I said, it's what it's like to be on the phone with Gator uh, when he loses battery. Typically, he's saying something very important, and it cuts off. Or I have something important to share to him, and it cuts off. And that pisses me off immensely. But uh, anyway, that's that. Everybody stay safe. Stay smoky. guys.